Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. Um, <laughs> well, things have been going pretty well. I mean, considering yesterday I had uh, an eye-opening, I mean, something clicked yesterday um okay so this is what happened (laughs) I had to go I've been kind of stressed out because I've been having because my lawyer told me that SSI is trying to cut me off which you know doesn't surprise me because they just want you to be broke and I don't know I, I don't they just want you to either have to depend on them for the rest of your life or they just give you a hard time and it make it, it make it so difficult for you to to I mean I got declined five times even when I had cancer and yeah so anyways I don't know um it's kind of been stressing me out but um that's another reason that I think I, you know, started smoking, but, um, smoking is not gonna help me, it's gonna, like, then I'll definitely need SSI forever, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding, I mean, well, if I lose, if I were to lose SSI, I don't really know how I would survive, I could for a little bit, but not I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, anyways, I don't even want to talk about it because that'll just stress me out. Anyways, okay, so um, I had to go to uh, Target and Whole Foods yesterday, and God, I got a headache. Oh my! Wow, that's crazy. I'm rubbing my head where I don't know if I shared on here before or not I'm sure I did but this one kind of psycho chick she uh, came into my tent one morning with a six foot pole metal pole and she hit me on the head with it, and I, I woke up with blood all over the place. Um, I mean, I woke up when she hit me, but thankfully I have a pretty hard head, I think. But I'm pushing, it's still, there's still a, a bump where she hit me, and it actually is hurting right now. That is weird. I wonder why. I mean, it hasn't really hurt. Except for when it first happened. But I still... The the bump has been there for... How many years ago? What's that? Three? I mean, three. Six, seven... Seven years ago, probably, at least. I don't know. But anyways, so... um, Yeah, I would say at least seven years ago. Um, I wonder why it's throbbing right now weird anyways okay I'm gonna try not to think about it (laughs) um okay so 
uh, I did what I had to do yesterday. I took the bus. Then I, 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 um, on the way back home, okay, I didn't smoke all morning. And I started walking back. I mean, after I get off the bus, I'm walking. And I'm not kidding. Most of the time, I don't, well, it's probably because most of the time I wouldn't even notice. But because I'm like, I'm not going to smoke today, I, I, I'm serious. At least four or five people were like, as I'm walking, they light it up, you know? And, and my flesh was like, oh, I should ask, do you have an extra cigarette? But I don't want anybody to know that I smoke out I'm not going to smoke in public. <laughs> so stupid. But I'm like, oh, man. Then I start thinking about it. And I'm like, man, well, maybe I can bum one off somebody and I can smoke it when I get home. This is like so, this is the dope thing of mine. Okay, so I'm like, oh, no. So I keep walking walk a little bit further another guy they're all guys another guy is lighting up i'm like oh my gosh what is going on everybody's smoking i ignore it walk a little bit further another guy and i'm like what is this it's like a setup right walking i see a guy on the corner near my house and i'm like he's smoking i go excuse me I go can I buy a cigarette off you and he goes oh I'm so sorry he goes I didn't bring the whole pack out he goes I just bought one to, you know because he lives nearby and um he goes yeah I only brought this one I go oh no problem I go I shouldn't smoke anyway so I, I I'm like okay so I kind of felt like okay that's that's good that's just like a no so then I'm walking a little bit further, and wouldn't you know, I see a neighbor who we, you know, shared cigarettes before, or what, I mean, not shared, but, you know, he, he's given me cigarettes before, I gave him cigarettes before, and, and I was like, hey, uh, do you have a cigarette? And he was like, what? He was like, how long has it been since you smoked? And I'm like, I don't know. He was at least a year. And I'm like, I don't know, a year or two. I was like, actually, I thought about it. It's been, it was like a year and a half. He was like, what are you doing? Don't, no moss. And I'm like, oh, I'm just stressed out. And he goes, ah, so he gave me one. Then I went inside my house. I lit up, smoked it. And I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm so mad. I'm like, this is pissing me off. And and it's crazy because it tastes like crap. I guess I like the, the, the head rush. But, you know, I was just like, what are you doing? You, oh, I was just so mad at myself. So then I'm like walking around trying to, I think I ate. I heated up some food. I ate. And I'm just sitting there so angry at myself. Just going, what the heck are you doing? 
and and then I'm depressed. I look at my house, I go, oh my gosh, this is a reflection of how I feel. Just everything, like I've got books all thrown over, all over my bed, I've got papers everywhere, just like bags and I usually do not have my place look like that. I mean, I'm getting kind of like pack rat in a way, <laughs> but at least usually I try to keep it in order, like keep it in some kind of neat arrangement. Uh, so I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks like how I feel. Oh, uh, And then I was just like, I'm depressed. I think I'm really depressed. What is going on? And then I wanted to smoke some more. So what did I do? I went and I'm walking down six and and then I see, then my neighbor sees me. He goes, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, and then because I have neuropathy and my, oh my God, the other night I thought I was going to die. I couldn't hardly walk like from my bed to the bathroom. And, um, so I've been using, I have something called RSD, which is reflex sympathetic dystrophy and, and on the right side of my body. And, um, and I think that probably has something to do with it. Like my, my legs, my foot cramps up by itself. I, I mean, and burns it's crazy anyways so I I was using my cane and my neighbor's like what happened and I'm like oh neuropathy and he goes oh and then um and then he goes where are you going and I go I'm gonna go buy a pack of cigarettes so only three bucks there versus on Alvarado versus 12 um in the store so he goes, oh, he goes, oh, and listen to that guy. Like there was some, ouch. Oh, there goes my foot now. Uh, he goes, there goes that guy on the corner preaching. He goes, he's talking about Jesus. I'm like, you're a jerk. <laughs> he goes, yeah, Jesus is telling you you shouldn't smoke. I'm like, what about you? <laughs> but anyways, I'm like. Yeah, whatever. I went, he he went to go eat at El Pollo, and I went and I bought a pack of cigarettes for $3. Then I walk home, and I'm just, like, totally beating myself up the whole way. Like, I can't believe you. Look at you. Where? How long are you going to do this, Lori? What's going on? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Talking to myself, just going... I can't believe you. You, what a bad witness you are. What are you gonna do? What you're you're gonna be doing adoptive block and what you're gonna be so anxious to get home, smoke cigarette when you're done, and or you're gonna smoke right before you go. Like just all these thoughts are going in my head, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I suck. So. As soon as I get home, I smoke. And when I smoke, I don't smoke just one cigarette and then wait for a few hours and smoke another. I mean, if I if I was going outside, I probably would because I wouldn't want to be outside, like, going back up and down the stairs. But 
and I'm not even supposed to smoke in my house, but I, I, when I smoke, I smoke not quite chain smoke, but I'll smoke and then, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, hour tops later, I'm lighting up again. And I'm like, my house smells like cigarettes, it stinks. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? And I'm just so angry at myself. And after I, I don't even know how many I smoked, three or four. And then I got sick of wasting $12. I must have thrown out like at least five or six packs, if not more. Like just, just, yeah flush them down the toilet, which is another bad thing. I gotta, uh, yeah, well, I'm done. Anyway, so I, um, I took the pack, I threw it out, and then I was, I'm like, I'm gonna take a bath, but I just felt this awful, awful heaviness, like depression, darkness. It was just so bad. It just felt awful. And I'm like, what is going on? This is like a spirit. It really, I'm like, I do not, this is bad. And so I went and I prayed around my house. I anointed it with oil. And then I decided to watch a video. And I watched today's full show, The Mercy of God, part two. I watched part one. It was really short. Joyce Meyer, Enjoying Everyday Life on YouTube. Well, I really, something clicked when I watched it. And um, I actually ended up writing an email to Junior because I thought it would be really good for him to watch it. I don't know if he has or not, but I think it'd be good for anybody to watch. But, um, yeah, and we've been only emailing. We haven't seen each other. Um, just email, and usually toward the end of the night and or first thing in the morning, he'll just say, good morning, I, I love you, um, have a good day, whatever. Um, but... After watching that video, I seriously, I had a breakthrough. So I'm going to read the letter that I wrote to Junior. I said, oh, because I had told him I'd be running around all day. I said, I'm home. This message about mercy is so good. I realized that I really need to learn how to show myself mercy. I've been beating myself up so bad the last few weeks that I found myself so depressed. I put on I've put on the happy face around people at church, but I ran into pork chop and he saw me and asked what what what's wrong with you? <laughs> um he was like, "Oh my gosh, usually you're so upbeat and smiling and you seem so down." And that was when I well, when all this thing happened with Junior, but plus, you know, I had been smoking and I just was yeah, crucifying myself, but, um, I didn't even realize it, and of course I said I was fine, just tired, but today, looking at my place, books and papers everywhere, my place looks like a tornado, and I realized that my place is a reflection of how I'm feeling in the dump, (laughs) um, 
this Joyce Meyer message helped me realize that I haven't shown myself any mercy at all for smoking, and I probably flushed at least oh six to seven, almost full packs of cigarettes down the toilet. And they're not biodegradable, but anyways, um, and just got rid of another. I and I am committed to stopping again. This is such BS. I've been so angry at myself for picking up that first cigarette. I've beat myself up over and over again, and I've realized I just keep punishing myself and have also been stressing myself out about my SSI situation, um, and, and I'm not trusting God. I suck. I feel so weak and lame. I'm so weak. But thank God in my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Oh, and then I told him about Joyce Meyer's brother. He actually went to the Dream Center, and he left after a month. Um, Yeah, and then he committed suicide, like, soon after. It was so sad. But, um, anyways, uh, before... Oh, I told him, before you go back to DCD again, really pray and be certain that this is what you want to do with everything you've got in you because if you leave again it'll be six months before you can return and who knows what will be happening in the world by then it might already be the beginning of Armageddon (laughs) if you have to take more time to to make sure you're truly committed to completing the program, then do so, because to be totally blunt, I won't be able to do this again. Of course, I'll never stop praying for you, I'll always love you, and we can always be friends, but I felt like my life has been on hold for way too long, and I'm going to move forward, whether you're in my life or not, preferably with you, Um, with you in it. I know you can and will do so well in the program once you've truly committed to finishing well. That's why I'm asking you not to rush back there until you know for sure that no matter what, no matter how hard it gets, no matter what it happens, you won't leave until you've completed it. I'm asking you to count the cost. God has so much for you and I pray that you don't ru- and I pray that you don't run from your destiny but instead that he drags you into it, if that's what it takes, because I do believe in you and in us, but without, with no compromising, no completion, no you and I. I'm not trying to pressure you. I just want to be point blank honest with you and not give you any false hope on my part so that you'll know ahead of time exactly what the conditions are for us to even begin talking about marriage. So you can say you so you can't say you didn't know. If this is so hardcore like you say, it has to be because both of our lives depend on it. After hearing what happened to Joyce Myers' brother after he left the Dream Center is no joke. It really is a life and death situation. Of course, I do not want you to go to DCD for you and me. For oh, for us. But for you, I, I know that you're going to excel and once you get situated into, into the flow of things, you'll love it. I know I did, even though it wasn't easy. You know, wait, you have to do this for you because you know that this is, because you know that you want this so that your life can be changed and transformed into the man God created you to be. 
I met amazing friends for life and learned more in discipleship than in my entire lifetime. Anyways, um, just some of my thoughts. And uh, so, um, wait, what the heck? Um, oh, oh, wow. This is, uh, this is a, a long one. Anyways, um, his response was, thanks, thanks for letting me know. I understand, and you're not moving on. God pl- has a plan for us. Really, I really, I thank you so much. You're amazing. I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Um, yeah, and I wrote back, but see, I know I'm really intense, but in the times we're in, we need to be serious about this stuff. Oh, but anyways, okay, let me tell you when my breakthrough was. I literally sat down and I said, God, I repent and renounce smoking and, you know, um, uh, being angry at you, at me, at Junior, at everybody. Um, but, uh, and I receive your mercy. I literally, I was like, I receive your mercy because I can't show mercy unless I, I, I have received it. And I, I was really like, I don't know how to explain it, but I said, I receive your mercy. I believe, I accept and believe that the word of God says that you have mercy, you've forgiven us. There I have therefore now no condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I have been forgiven. So who am I to keep punishing myself? It was like I literally felt like, you know, I just need to be punished. <laughs> I just, like, I screwed up, so I'm going to do penance. I'm just going to keep beating myself up by smoking over and over and just feeling worse about myself and just saying, see, you're such a loser. You can't, you're, you're just a bad example. You're this, you're that. Look at you. You can't even do this right. Da, 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 da. And I literally, it just took me darker, dark, down, 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 worse, worse, worse. And this revelation of going, wait, no, I'm forgiven. Like, yeah, I screwed up, but God's mercies are new every morning. And I'm coming to you right now, God, and I'm asking you to have mercy on me because I screwed up. I realize I screwed up. I've repented. And and now I just need to believe that you've forgiven me and your mercy is new and it's for me. And I'm not kidding. When I did that, I literally felt freedom. Like, I felt the dark cloud lifted off of me almost instantly where I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I feel free. 
I'm not going to smoke anymore. And I haven't since. But it was crazy. It was amazing. And then when I saw my neighbor smoking and I and and I heard her come home and my other neighbor it was like I I I don't even I don't even want to smoke I don't it's like this uh, for a second the thought like uh, and then I just took that and captive and cast it down I said I do not want to smoke I am not a smoker I hate cigarettes they're gross I love myself I'm not gonna hurt myself I'm not gonna you know I've been forgiven I God has shown me mercy and I am not going to you know uh go back and what is it Galatians 5 1 um, it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. I will not be entangled again by a yoke of bondage. And, well, it's actually Paul telling you, telling us, you know, it is for freedom that Christ has made you free. Let us not be yoked again, I mean, entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Um, and I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And yet, there is, therefore now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God is not condemning me, so who am I to do it? And, or Satan. So, yeah. And it just sounds like a simple, you know, everybody talks about mercy and just, you know, having mercy for others and God's mercy and, and, you know, I've heard mercy mercy so many times but um this time it was it just clicked you know it's like there's some things that I read in the bible and I'm like well yeah you know not like it's a duh but it's just like head knowledge where I'm like okay you know okay such as god you god loves you you know god's uh has everlasting love or um I don't know I'm trying to think of something that that is just kind of like well yeah duh I mean not duh but just where I'm my in my head you know it's like okay yeah I know God loves me I know he's forgiven me I know he has mercy and grace and blah 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 but do I really you know, do I know that with my head, but in my mind, but do I know that in my heart? Do I know seriously God's mercy and that he forgave me? Because if I do, then I'm going to live like it and not beat myself up and continue to abuse myself cuz that's really what I was doing by smoking. But I'm telling you, I feel so much better. <laughs> and today, I well, I haven't done a full-on cleanup, but I definitely did a lot of tidying up around my house, and I'm in better spirits, and I just, I, I feel so much better. Um, yeah, I, I just 
Yeah, yesterday I was so depressed until after I watched that video that I just did not want to do anything. I just wanted to stay in bed and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> like, just make myself feel sick and worse and horrible. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, um, it's almost 30 minutes and there's more that I want to share well, I wonder if I have time. I'll just read the rest of what I wrote to him. Um, I said, this may sound intense, but I do this. Seriously, with any of my quote-unquote wants. And take, I take them before the Lord and surrender my wants and my dreams and hopes to Jesus. And then, as well as my fears. I try to imagine, seriously... The worst case scenario, for example, getting martyred. Yeah, you know, I'm all, I still believe I'm going to be martyred. That's how I'm going to die. But anyways, uh, not just my head chopped off, but tortured to the best of my ability. I, I imagine and try to put myself there. I know that probably sounds really sick, <laughs> but When I read Jesus Freaks or just, I have Fox's Book of Martyrs, but I, the writing's so small. I haven't had a chance to really read any of it, but, um, you know, there's lots of different ways that people have died for Jesus and they're so inspiring, the stories, like, it's just what, the way people loved their torturer or just did not deny Christ and you know it's just inspiring to me and um it's one of my favorite books ever since I've I've been reading that I mean because it's little excerpts of different stories of people being martyred and um I've just read and just thought if I was in that situation would I be able to do that, you know, and it inspires me, and so anyways, um, I told Junior, I go, (laughs) the best I can possibly imagine, I try to put myself in a situation um, where I feel the pain, the fear, the terror, etc., and submit it to Jesus, then I tell him that if or when that ever happens, I'm willing to go through it and I will choose to trust that he will take me through it and that he will help me no matter what I go through because I never want to deny him. That's an extreme example, but I suggest you do the same, even just going to the program. If something were ever to happen to me, parentheses, I don't know, imagine the worst case scenario, I die, get cancer, get attacked, taken to a FEMA camp, (laughs) etc. Would you still serve God and stay where he's called you to be? Or would you give up? Or will you choose to trust God no matter what, even if, God forbid, you were to lose me? I've done that with you and I too. Uh, Oh, I've done that with you and I, too. 
I've surrendered my hopes and dreams for us to God. I've died to all of my wants and dreams for what I'd like for us. And I've told God that no matter what he wants for us, that's what I want. Because that's the kind of faith we need to have. We need to die to our hopes and dreams because God's dreams are always better for us. That's surrender. Telling Jesus that, yeah, I love Lori. I believe you have a plan for us. I have dreams for us being together in the future. But I want your dream for us. So I surrender my dreams for us and I give them to you, Lord. Whatever we have to go through, even if that means we have to be separated for a season or even forever, I still will ser- I will still serve you and trust you no matter what. Um Don't get me wrong, I totally believe we're called to be together. So I don't believe that we'll be separated forever, but we have to die to our dreams of being together cuz All he says is, like, I can't wait to be your husband. And, you know, he's like, I really... He goes, I really do believe that that we're supposed to be together and that I'm supposed to be your husband. So, um, but... um, But we have to die to our dreams of being together and let God show us his dreams for us. Because I know he's got big dreams for us, a lot bigger than we could ever imagine. I completely believe that God ordained us to be together, and that's why I'm able to let go and let God do his thing. It hasn't always been easy, but I feel more and more freedom and not so much fear of losing you. I'm learning to trust him more. Every day. It's just been really amazing, actually. Like, And I think it's been really good for him, too, just to not have each other in our lives just on top of each other I mean not on top of each other but just right in each other's I mean it's just nice not even talking and and I don't mean that that sounds I I it's just to stay focused on what we need to stay focused on because it's we when we're talking it it seems like we very quickly get very emotional and and connected way too quick and that's not healthy so anyways um oh and uh oh i said and oh before i watched joyce meyer's video i had such a heaviness on me a spirit of depression and darkness and I watched the video and something clicked. I sat down and forgave myself for smoking. I showed myself mercy and received God's mercy. And the heaviness almost immediately lifted. And I know I'm not going to smoke anymore. I truly received his forgiveness. Even if I don't feel like I'm forgiven. Or even if I don't always feel forgiven. I'm choosing to believe God's word over my feelings. Romans 8, 1. Um, God has forgiven me and set me free. And I'm going to walk in that freedom. Anyways, I wanted to share with you one of my surrender exercises that helps me. <laughs> um, and he said, "Thanks so much. I love you, and I want to take. I I love the way you take your time to share with me. I've learned uh, and am learning so much. Thank you, Father God, in Jesus Christ. Your will be done. Amen." Um, anyways, so, oh, and then I said, uh, you're welcome, and I found out the trip to Israel is 2,500, not including the flight, (laughs) flights, 
So I'm not sure I'm going yet. Uh, I'm going to pray about it some more. I'm kind of psyching myself out because... Oh, but if God wants me to go, he'll change my heart. I'm kind of lame, like, I'm not... Okay, I'm kind of lazy as far as... No, maybe not lazy. I just don't... I don't especially like traveling. I really don't. Some people love traveling. I don't even like going to my mom's house for the weekend. (laughs) I don't know if it's because I'm older, but I've never cared to travel. I just like being at my home. And I just don't like to have to pack and make sure I have everything and just... It makes me tired just thinking about it. And then I forgot when I was on Skid Row, somebody stole my passport. So I haven't had it for a long time. I haven't renewed it. Then if I'm going to have to get shots or TB test or whatever, I just thinking about it. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, when I was like, yeah, I want to go to Israel. And then now I'm like, do I want to go to Israel? Like, <laughs> I gotta raise some money if I want to go too. But, um, and then I have a 14-page application that I need to fill out to and have a pastor from my church fill it out and a reference and. It's just kind of overwhelming me because I've got a lot of other stuff I need to do. But I'm just sitting here right now talking on here because I want to process my thoughts. Um, But yeah, I don't know. The trip is in September, so I have some time. But like, do I I really want to go outside of the country? I think it's like, wait, let's see. 10 days maybe um I don't know do I want to stay somewhere for 10 whole days honestly I don't even like being at my mom's for 3 days and that's local I I just if something were to happen when I'm gone all hell breaking loose I don't know I mean just who knows? I don't know. So I'm really going to have to pray and ask the Lord if that's what he wants me to do. And if he does, he'll, you know, work all the details out. But I'm just, yeah, um, <laughs> psyching myself out. Like, oh, God, I have to go get a passport. I have to go do this. I have to go, uh you know, uh, and the money, you know, 2500 is only like the hotel and I guess the food. I don't know. I mean, I, that's a lot. And, and then with, uh, the flight on top of it, I can't, I mean, even if I have savings, that would just clean me out. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just whatever. Um, I'm happy either way if I go or if I don't. <laughs> I'll be much happier. If, no, I'm just, I'll be happy either way. Um, I don't even, 
I don't even know if I want to go. I mean, I think it'd be awesome to go see the 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 Holy Land, and I've heard people actually like you could feel like just God's presence that it's just such an experience, and I would love that. But I don't know if I would want to take all the work, do everything I need to do to get there. Anyways, well, 10 days to me is a really long time, too. I mean, just to be away from my house. I really like my my place. I just, I don't know... I don't know. Anyways, whatever. I just... mm. But, um... As far as Junior goes to... Oh, okay, let's see. Citizens app. Report of man armed with... Uh... With... With... I just scroll... Oh, with machete near the police station. 500 feet away from where I'm at. Okay... Yeah, I saw it really, uh, I don't know, he looks gacked out, guy on, uh, meth probably, right in front of the parking lot of the police station, just screaming, and the cops just stopped and sat there and watched him, and he was like, ah, just screaming, and walking around in circles, and it, then they just drove off, but then they turned around and they started driving back toward him. I don't know if they did anything. Then this morning, I saw another guy look like he was probably on meth. And those two police officers talking to him and then they just left, left him there. Pointed, told him where to go to go downtown there's a lot of pretty crazy people out there, so, um, I don't know, uh, but Junior seems to be, oh, I was really glad that last night, because I'm like, are you ever coming back to church, and, and he wrote and said that, um, he, well, let's see, uh, well, I don't know where it is, um, he just said that, that, oh, here it is, um, he said that, I don't want to hurt you, I hope I get it together before the Dream Center so I can at least visit my friend, Lori, I love you, I will stay away if I'm not right, I hate texting you like this, or his email, um, and I get scared you'll just give up on us not your fault, mine. I don't blame you for anything. Lori, you've been truthful and caring with me and so much more. Thank you. And I'm assuming that meant, I said, so you're bent over. I already know you're still using, so I wouldn't be surprised. Of course, it would break my heart to see you bent over, but I'd survive. Um, That shouldn't keep you from going to church. Or is... 
Oh, or is it what you told me before about not being able to hold me? It's not like we were all all affectionate at church before anyway, so that wouldn't be weird to anyone if we were just friends, unless it is to you. I don't think anyone would even notice one way or the other. Laugh out loud. Um, it's up to you. Hebrews 10:25. No judgment, but you need to ask the Lord what you should do, not be concerned so much about what I think. Be concerned about what Jesus thinks. That's what's matter. That's what matters. And then um, I said you said a number of times that you don't blame me. Blame me for what? Is there anything to blame someone for? Why does someone have to be blamed at all? <laughs> but if there's someone to blame, who's to blame? <laughs> there doesn't always have to be someone to blame. Unless someone needs to take responsibility for their actions because they did something. Sometimes shit just happens. Excuse my language. Uh, laugh out loud. Um, and he said, I said that because you said I blame people. Yes, he usually does. Like, he says, well, it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of whatever. And he goes, I love you. I just don't want to see your the hurt in your face because of me. Yes, I'm struggling, and I don't want you to see me right now. I'm sorry. And then I said, thank you for being honest with me. That really means a lot. I pray that you'll be able to get straight enough uh, parentheses, you did it before, you can do it again, you were only slightly bent over a few times, so that you can come to church before you go to the program, but even if you don't, no judgment, I don't expect you to perfectly stay clean before then, uh, the fact that you finally made up your mind to finish the program, and at least you now have a plan, that's what's important, just be careful, please be careful, um, yeah, I, basically, he didn't straight out say, yeah, I'm still using, but yeah, I'm struggling, and, and he's probably bent over, so, um, you know, but I'm glad, he said, I don't want you to see me this way, or whatever, right now, and I'm glad that he actually just said it, instead of like, oh no, I'm fine, I just, or just making some excuse, you know, so that's progress to me, and if he, if he doesn't want me to see him right now, that's fine too, and honestly, I think this time separated is very good for us, and, you know, whether or not I see him before he goes in there is is fine, I, I seriously have surrendered him to God, and, um, I just feel so much better, <laughs> I feel so much better in so many ways, and especially because I'm, I'm not gonna smoke, I'm just, oh, God, so gross, anyways, uh, okay, so I'm past 45 minutes, and I hope everybody is well, God bless you, thanks for listening.